We're calling this cold snap in Michigan, and it's the kind of cold that can be dangerous if you're not careful because if you're out in this cold for a long period of time, you can get frostbite, and not just on the tip of your nose or your fingers, but also your cheeks and your ears. We're going to have another frigid high temperature uh, today, and when you factor in the wind, that wind chill factor, well, that will be below zero, so it's going to be chilly out there. On the JR Morning Live line to let us know uh, the warning signs for frostbite, hypothermia, and other cold-related illnesses is Dr. Jason Veter. He's head of Henry Ford Health's Department of Emergency Medicine. Dr. Veter, welcome to JR Morning. Good morning. How are you? We're great. And in these temperatures, how long does it take for frostbite to develop? And, and what are some of the warning signs? Yeah, so uh, frostbite, uh, when it gets to this kind of temperature, when you're around zero degrees, and you're not properly clothed, it can take about a half hour to get frostbite. But as the wind chill and uh, as the wind chill makes it colder, uh, if you're at about 15 below, it could take 15 minutes. So it does not take very long. It's really important that if you're going to go outside, that you're really properly dressed because it's very dangerous if you're not. And some of the warning signs? Yes, yeah, so some of the warning signs. Frostbite kind of comes in a couple different flavors. At first, you get something called frost nip. That's kind of the first indicator that you're getting yourself into trouble. Uh-huh. And that's when you can get some red skin. You can get some tingling. Um, you can start to feel a little bit of numbness. Then that will progress to frostbite. Frostbite is when your skin can get white. It gets very cold. Sometimes it can look hard and waxy. You can get also, you can start to feel clumsy or drowsy fatigue. Uh, that's, those are signs that really things are really starting to go poorly. That can then progress to slurred speech, confusion, difficulty with your breathing, and even heart rhythm irregularities. Uh, doctor, for the people who work outside, how do they protect themselves? Yeah, great question. Uh, obviously, the best thing you can do is to try to limit the amount of time you're outside. So if you have to work outside, if you can come inside frequently, that helps. But if you have to be outside, the way you're dressed is the most important thing. You want to have essentially three layers at least of clothes on. The first layer should be on your skin and kind of wicks away any moisture. Any sort of moisture would accelerate the uh, the risk that you could get in, that you could get into trouble with hypothermia or frostbite. That second layer is more of an insulating layer, and then the last layer is keeping the keeping the elements away from your skin. Uh, wearing a hat is very important. Uh, you can lose about 30% of your body heat through your head. So wearing a hat is important. I know you had mentioned just before the uh, areas that you want to protect the, the most are the areas the furthest away from our circulatory system. So things like your fingers, your toes, your nose, your ears. Those are areas that are high at risk if they're not properly covered. Doctor. Doctor, we know that the kids are going to get out and play in the snow when it gets a little bit warmer. You mentioned that we want clothing that will wick the moisture away from our skin. What about the moisture that might get on their faces while they're playing? How quickly would that accelerate the process of frostbite? That would definitely accelerate accelerate any sort of uh, potential for frostbite. With kids, you know, you still want the kids still want to go outside and play and make a snowman and things like that. It's just once again about making sure they're not outside for long periods of time. And to really have their face covered. Yeah. So to make sure that everything is covered as best as possible to decrease their exposure. I'm asking for a dad that may have done that 30 years ago. Um, <laughs> the, the, when, when that does happen, if you do get a case of frostbite, 
how much does that impact you and make you vulnerable to future cases? Does it make it easier for you to get a frostbite in the future? It does. And depending on the severity of the frostbite, also predicts how, how risky or how easily you can get frostbite again. If you do get any sort of symptoms of frostbite, what's important is, once again, is to come inside to try and get warm. Take any sort of wet clothing off your skin as quickly as possible. Uh, you can then jet, you can drink warm, warm drinks will help. You do want to actually avoid alcohol. I always remember growing up watching cartoons with a St. Bernard, you know, with a barrel around his yeah, neck with yeah. alcohol. We want to avoid drinking alcohol. Alcohol actually draws some of the blood away from our core. So you can feel warm, but it's actually, it's actually doing you harm. And then you want to gently rewarm any areas that are cold. Do not put any areas under hot water. That would be incredibly painful. Uh, and then people have to trust their instincts. If you really feel you're in a, in a place where you're potentially very sick or that you can't do anything at home, you should report to the emergency department immediately. We're speaking with uh, Dr. Jason Veter, head of the Henry Ford Health Department of Emergency Medicine. Dr. Veter, explain hypothermia and, and how that affects your body. Yeah, so hypothermia is more of a systemic problem. Like frostbite's a certain area where hypothermia is going to be more how you're feeling overall. Hypothermia is considered uh, when your temperature drops below 95 Fahrenheit or 35 Celsius. And once again, you have some of those symptoms of just um, you can start to shiver. Uh, you can get some slurred speech. You can even feel like your joints are hard to move because you're getting some stiffening. And then when you start to have problems like confusion or breathing problems uh, or a loss of consciousness, obviously you've really gotten yourself into trouble. What's the treatment for hypothermia? So once again, it's, it's actually what we call active rewarming. Uh, it can be very uncomfortable, so um, uh, you want to try to get you want to try and get yourself out of the cold as quickly as possible. But once again, it's about putting getting that person warm. So getting warm, getting wet clothing off their skin, and then uh, wrapping them in blankets. Sometimes we give people warmed mm -hmm. IV fluids to help with these problems. Dr. Jason Veter, head of the Henry Ford Health Departments. Department of uh, Emergency Medicine, uh, great information. Thank you so much for being with us this morning on this chilly Monday, Monday uh, Tuesday morning on JR Morning. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much. Go Lions. Go Lions. Go Lions. <laughs> Everybody. They, they are a cure for frostbite, aren't they? I'm they pretty sure. Yeah. Well, some of them. And the stadium's indoors, which yeah. is not like Buffalo. There is a, a good warning there, though, that if you mess up as a parent and you don't protect your children from frostbite, they can pay for it the rest of their lives. It's yeah. a little bit like the, the really bad sunburn. But you learn, right? you learn something new. I didn't know that. You know, that they, it could come back again. It's like the gift. It's not really a gift. It keeps on giving, you yeah. know. Yeah, present company learned it the hard way. It's 658 on News Talk 760.